Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Married at First Sight UK episodes 13 through to 16. Chris, we are in week four. We've only got one week left. Still, my enjoyment out of this is... uh, is at its peak. <laughs> I think. I think this week has probably been about the best week for drama. So, I mean, what what do you reckon to this whole uh, debacle that we've been witnessing? Well, Dave, they're all a bunch of bastards, and I fucking <laughs> love it. Absolutely, this show is amazing, and I have seen. October the 5th, Dave, the Australian version comes. I mean, Sam were like, oh, here we go. So we are in on that. Look, this week again, and we said, look, we're only going to do one episode. We're going to summarise the week. But me and you were hovering, weren't we? We were like, oh, the start of the week was just like... After had, Monday. Oh, yeah, my yeah. word. So we had the dinner party. <laughs> Everyone's together. And then... You know, they're all talking, and I'm going to call out Aunt Dave because I think he's a bell end, an absolute bell end. And just as this dinner party started, he's an absolute wannabe. I've been quick to call out Morag and Megan and all these other people. He's another one. We've clips of him on these other shows. He's led Alexis down a path because he knows that it kept him in the show, kept him in the public, you know, side guys, these, you know, bit of Instagram fame, all that. But he, was a cop, Dave. And I thought the way, he, I mean, he went at Megan, he went at, you know, some of the other, uh, Morag as well. And, and I'm not saying they didn't deserve it, but I was just like, you're just fame hungry, mate. You have no intention. And poor Alexis was just breaking her heart, Dave. Once you luckily, they got voted off because that was the only way you, you could see them uh, staying in. Well, they, they they don't vote them off here. Well, do they? You, they, yeah, sorry. They say yeah. they're both going to leave. Um. I, I don't get where Ant was coming from, to be honest, because they, they'd had like a, a kind of a boys get together and a girls get together, hadn't they? And that's where, you know, Morag had dropped the old thing about, you know, Josh DM'd me. I'm sure we'll be touching on that in a oh, bit. Oh, yes. But Ant seemed to really take exception over Morag in particular. And you could see going into the dinner parties, like, oh, you know, she's just leading Luke on and I'm, she's just lying. She's just going to go off with someone as soon as someone pops in her DMs. Um, you know, she's not here for the right reasons, Chris, <laughs> like, like all of the rest of them are. Um, say, he can't talk, can he really? It's, it's every, every one of these franchises, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm not here for the right reasons. Are you here for the right reasons? That is not the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know I, it was just weird and you could see more and more like Alexis is really trying to give this a go she seems very authentic she's getting wound up a bit by the girls I don't mean wound up as in arguing it's just they're saying like basically go and make it happen go and dive on him kind of thing and you can see he's just not into it at all and it's like right so you have just come back really just to get a bit of extra camera time, haven't you? And the thing with Morag and, and um, Josh and Amy and that had fuck all to do with Ant whatsoever. But he just went fucking American psycho, didn't he? He was proper Patrick Bateman there, where you're like, stay in your lane, sunshine. This is nothing to do with you. And you have to fucking get your own house in order first. Because he was paying Alexis no attention whatsoever. And it's like, what the fuck are you here for? So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you'd said last week about Ant being on this this previous show, um, and I thought it was his worst week. You know, I give him a bit of a pass because of, uh, um, what was the name? The the one he was with initially, it was Nikita, wasn't it? Oh, Nikita, yeah. Yeah, so... um, (laughs) shows how long he's living the memory Chris (laughs) but um, you know I I thought he was a bit hard done to in that but then I'm like well no actually you're a bit of a tool he is and you know you you made a very good point there Dave because you remember I know we never finished it and we probably will at some point the Bachelorette and they called that guy out didn't they where they went 
Well, you've said you're only on here to become the bat. Thomas. Thomas, yeah. hello, McFucking Fly. Every single <laughs> incestuous bastard on that show is somebody who is trying to stay within the Bachelor in Iceland, Bachelor on Paradise, Bachelor on the fucking toilet. Anywhere there's a camera, these fake fuckers are there. Undying love, Blake with fucking Katie. We know it's all bullshit. Fucking bollocks. And all Ant did was he called Morag up. But because he was like a nice guy, Dave didn't cause any ripples. He'd been treated badly by Nikita. We all were like, you know what, Nikita's this. And she was. She was absolutely horrendously high maintenance. But he's a snaky little fucker, and I'm so glad he went, Dave. However, moving slightly (laughs) on, Dave, I've got a bone to pick with fucking Bob, Dave. Bob and Megan, they get voted. Well, I'm not going to keep saying void off, sorry. They chose to leave. You're on a different show here. I'm on a different show. There's that many of them. Sorry, everyone. But... Bob and Megan. So she is treating him horrendously. She's an absolute fame-hungry wannabe. He's this dopey fucking Labrador who just doesn't know when to fucking keep, why he keeps dropping the ball in front of her feet because she's not going to throw it back to him. And I've had so much sympathy for him. I spoke to Michelle on the BBC the other day and, I, and we were like, he's a great guy. She'd interviewed him. was like, he's a great guy and all this. He's a dickhead, Dave. Why is he defending Megan when they're coming at her? She deserved all that. Yes, people can make mistakes. Yes, people can recompense. They're not together. She's got no fucking interest. She's another aunt. She was there for the views and the fucking Instagram and telling her mates. She was on a TV show. She treated him appallingly. And Adam, for me, I think it was on Tuesday's episode, was the man of the episode. Because he's right. He's like, don't come fucking running to me. Giving me, telling me how bad she's treated you, you want this to happen, you love her, blah, blah, blah. And as soon as people say the same thing you're telling me, you go defensive and have a go at him. Because that's just like, it's all right, good for the goose, but not for the gander. He can slag her off, but no one else can. And it was just, I thought Adam was bang on, Dave, and he did it as only a friend would, to be honest. I, I think you've nailed it there. Um, th- that's what you expect friends to do. You don't expect friends to just back up anything you do you know, whether you're in the right or the wrong. And Bob needed a bit of tough love there because, look, you can say if if you are in a genuine couple, then, yeah, you should back each other up 100%. But they're not in a fucking genuine couple. And I can't understand why Bob can't see it. And he's just been shat on so much. And not as far as Megan's concerned. As far as Megan's concerned, she could not have done any more, Chris. She has fucking put blood, sweat, and tears into this relationship as far as she's concerned. That I just guess that's all off camera because I've seen fuck all of it. Um, but yeah, Bob was being a right fucking knob. And I liked the fact that he said that... Um, you know, you're pissing me off now, Bob. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, nice one. That is just what you need to fucking say. Because it, it's not just it's not just that he was giving him uh, a bit of tough love. I'm sure he was genuinely pissing him off because it's like, look, I've sat with you. I've consoled you while you've cried and everything. And, you, you know, you, you, you're arguing with everyone as if she's fucking Cinderella. You know, she's just this perfect princess and you're in this great couple. So, yeah, I must admit, Bob was pissing me off at that moment as well. It's like, look, you cannot be helped. You know, just fucking I've wasted enough thoughts and time on you now uh, wanting you to like wake up and smell the coffee. But if you can't see it now, you're never going to see it. Exactly. And I think that's what the frustration is, Dave. You can only you know, knock on that door for so long. He's just fucking... And I'm glad they went. It was the right decision. There was nothing there between him. And I believe Bob's DMs have literally been full, Dave, and so they should be. He was a good guy, just that his loyalty towards Megan at the end just pissed me off. However, I hope that he gets fucking laid all over the place, Dave. (laughs) Texted Megan with a in a fucking threesome or something. The thing is, I was going to what you're going to say now. (laughs) (laughs) I just think the thing is with Megan and Bob, you can say, well, they're just not compatible. And actually, Chris, before we finish up today, I want to call out these fucking matchmakers because if they make a career out of that shit, I think I could do a better job myself. But um, (laughs) basically, it's not just that Megan and Bob weren't compatible. 
I just find her quite a horrible person, to be honest. Just the yeah. way she speaks down her nose at everyone, the way that she she thinks that she's doing all these things for everyone, and she's not. She's just a snarky, fucking horrid person. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like all of these fuckers. They'll appear on something else, no doubt, Chris, but um, I think I'll be switching it over if, if she's on something else. Yeah, exactly. I, th- I think she will. She'll be on Keith Lemon and all the other fucking dead leg shows, Dave, you know. But anyway, Dave, so we've talked about, we've we've skated around everything. <laughs> Let's pour ourselves a nice cup of tea, Dave, and talk about what happened the rest of the week. So me and you, if, you know, just imagine this scenario, Dave, me and you are with our partners and, you know, we've been happily together for ages. And then someone turns around and says, I don't, I don't have to tell you this. So I'm thinking, fuck me. He's made a pass at more. He's more like by more like talking mm-hmm. to Amy. And, and it's me. And you know, someone turns around to me and Sam and goes, you know what? Chris messaged me a year before you got together. I'm sure Dave, even Sam would be like, well, you've not told me about her, but I don't think she's going to kill me. And she's not, she will be listening to this. So I'll probably get a whack day when she does. But, <laughs> but I'm sure it's not affecting their relationship. I know it's a different scenario. They're on a TV show. Why the fuck would Morag bring that up other than to just cause some shit? And I think she's told the producers, I think they've given her a nudge, but just to turn around and go, he messaged me a year ago, he DM'd me. Now, Josh is a lying fucker, Dave. Anyway, you could tell that straight away. But why is it taken till like the 16th episode, i.e. the third week of the experiment for this, or fourth week of the experiment for this to come out? I don't believe any of it. And I think Morag was just to blame, but I was, I was thinking... As she had a bit with Josh, you know, like Megan and Jordan had. I'm thinking, fair enough, if Josh had been DMing her while this experiment's on, he needs to be called out. No problem at all. Attack the guy. But the fact it was a year ago, I'm thinking, you are just being a nasty bitch, Dave. And I was really gunning for more like, after that. I don't like her. And I think she's the ultimate baddie at the moment. Does she mean a year ago when everyone was in lockdown? And Josh would have been fucking hammering Instagram and peppering out DMs all over the place. Dave, he'd have been throwing his fucking shoulder out, you man. I thought you were going to say hammering somewhere else. I'm sure his search history was rampacked with Morag lookalikes, but there you go. But but it was just, I mean, what's your opinion on that? Because I thought it was just her being a stirring little shit, if I'm being honest. 100% it was. But they, you know, the editors, they really built it up as if it was something and it's fresh in our minds. We've got the whole Jordan and Megan thing. And so we're thinking, oh, shit. You know, she's looking across at Amy. It's something to do with Amy. So maybe, you know, they had a little kiss, you know, Josh and uh, uh, Morag, you know, at, at this infamous dinner party. And, and you know, they've kept it quiet till now. And when she's like, oh, you know, he messaged me. I guess there's two things I thought. I thought, what fucking relevance has that got? Uh, why would you bring that up now, um, if at all? And, you know, the way, it's like I always say, Chris, on these shows, and and actually it's it's probably more how we interact as humans, but the way she framed it was that, oh, he DM'd me, you know, and, and it was all him. And so she was a victim in this whole scenario. That's how it's framed and painted. And then it only comes out later, you know, and she says, Luke asks her, it's like, well, did you message him back? Well, yeah. Oh, okay. So it's not just that he messaged you and that was the start, middle and end of it. You had a bit of an interaction here, a bit of an exchange and you kind of fucking liked it. I got the impression, Chris, that, she was a bit slighted by that whole interaction. And the fact that Josh, whether he remembered it or not, I'm inclined to believe him. I'm inclined to believe that he peppered a bunch of DMs out there. And he probably doesn't remember everyone that he's talked to on Instagram. (laughs) And I just think she's like, but it meant something to her. So she was like, you don't remember? Oh, you're a liar. You know, and she was getting more and more annoyed. And it keeps ramping up. And Chris, I'm loving it. I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, I fucking love this show. But then I'm equally annoyed by it as well. Because when she, she, of course, the the defense mechanism, the waterworks come out, end of argument, you have to all, you know, stop it. Then 
And she's outside and consoling with Taya. And she's like, it's a year ago. I don't know why there's all this drama. Because you fucking invited it. You brought this shit up when there was no need to do it. Then you escalated it. You basically called him out as a player for some fucking DM exchange that happened a year ago when every fucker was in lockdown. And I, I just, Chris, I in equal parts, loved it and hated it. <laughs> Well, you know, that's why we watch this shit, isn't it? I thought it was fantastic TV, to be honest. And you know what? I think you've nailed it. That's exactly how I feel, Dave. The fact that she had the nerve to play the fucking victim. I mean, she had Ant going at her. Amy then lost the shit and was like, you fucking... I mean, Amy, let's let's be honest, we'll talk about it in a separate day, but she's not... There's definitely a fucking short fuse there with her. She absolutely... And I'm going to call this out, right? I don't like body shaming people and that. But Dave, she looks like that woman off Austin Powers with them fucking eyebrows. What the fuck is going on with them? Every time I see her, I just keep thinking, what is going on with them eyebrows? It's like, I I saw a thing the other day, that Dave, this is true, a fashion thing. Women are trying to grow nose hair. And and then there's actually women who grew it. Yep, there's women who grew nose hair and they've actually made them into like eyelashes. Oh my God. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? So, So anyway... Yeah, I, I, they just really distract me when she's getting annoyed because I just think, that, wow, they are massive eyebrows. <laughs> but anyway, let's move pretty quickly on. But but yeah, more on causal. Like Amy was right, Josh. Now, I'm going to call Josh out, though, Dave, because the way he spoke to Amy was disgusting. Yeah. He spoke to her like fucking shit. He went, just fucking shut up, shut the fuck up. And it's about me, this. And he was, and she took it, and she took it. And I know she's got a lot of backlash at the back end of this week, but I also think he's gaslighting her at every opportunity and she's falling for it, sadly. I'm not saying her actions are right because she is proper trigger happy with it. And some of the stuff she said when we get to the the house thing. But I just felt that Josh was an absolute see you next Tuesday the way he spoke to her. There's no way they're going to stay together because he's got no respect for her. Because I tell you what, Dave, if I turn around to someone having a, a bit of a heated debate with someone and told her to shut the fuck up, Dave, I'd expect her to fucking one bomb me right in the eye, Dave, because you should speak to anybody like that, especially your missus. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I'd expect a response like, all right, okay, that's that's where it is. Uh, waiter, um, <laughs> can you uh, bring me a frying pan out of the kitchen, please? <laughs> The great thing about this interaction, though, is, as you say, they're just all a bunch of bastards. At one point in this interaction, because I've never bought Josh and, and, um, and Amy at all. I think it's ridiculous to pair them two together at where they are in their lives. You know, Josh with this, oh, I used to be a player, but now I'm married at first sight. I'm not anymore. And, and Amy, so desperate for, uh, you know, settling down and having babies, basically. Just ridiculous, all put out there for our entertainment on a weekday night, Chris. But the fact that, you know, Josh was speaking to Amy like shit. Morag was speaking to Josh like shit. Amy was speaking to Morag. Uh, they were all speaking to each other like shit. And um, yeah, it was great. So I don't, I'm, it's not as if I'm in any of their corners. I'm just like, this is shit. You're all a bunch of bastards. It's fucking gold. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, I, and she didn't really. I tell you what, Chris, Amy is almost as deluded as Luke is. Amy just can't see what Josh is. I don't even think she likes him, you know, but she's desperate to make this work in the same way that Luke is with Morag. You know, when last week you saw that, well, maybe there's a bit of a breakthrough there, but there definitely isn't, (laughs) you know, it's just, uh, let's get onto the homestays in a bit, actually. But I, I think, as well with this dinner party, which was gold, I might have to watch this mm. episode again. Um, I think you wanted to uh, say something about Taya as well. I mean, we've got obviously Frankie oh, and Marilyn. Yes, sorry, Dave. So Taya is the worst friend ever. When Megan gets called out, it, she was defending Megan against Alexis. And then when Morag gets called out, she's defending Morag. And I'm like, Taya, I really like Taya and Adam. I think they're a great couple. 
I think she's a little bit of a diva, and we'll talk about that with the home things. Mm. However, I think there are genuine love between them both. They re- aesthetically, they look great. They're both really pretty people. Great. And Adam's got a bit of fire in his belly, and, and he backed her up, and Paul and, and the... The matchmakers were saying, I can never forget the bloody women's name, but the matchmakers were saying, like, he's backed her up and that's all she wants. Even if she's in the wrong, he's backing her up. Mm. And they were like, well, that's right. I'm thinking, well, if you're in the wrong, you should never back somebody up because you're going to get punched in the face, Dave, in a pub if you do that. But anyway, <laughs> if you know you miss this. But, you know, so anyway, it, I, I just feel that she really, she, she's loyal to her friends, but she's loyal even when they're wrong. I would... I've seen my friends do shit. And yeah, look, I'm not going to see one of my mates get a good kicking off somebody. But if he's in the wrong, Dave, I'll fucking have him up against yeah. the wall and pull him or say to him, like, you've got, you fucking idiot. And I've had that many a time when that's happened. And say, you nearly got us battered because you're a dickhead or whatever. Your behavior is unacceptable. I will pull you. A bit like a kid, in it? You see it all the time. Someone comes knocking at your door about, the, you know, you see it with kids and that. And they're like, your kid's done this going... Fuck off! He's not to do with you, and you shut the door, and they fucking absolutely fucking you know nail him and say like you know don't ever do that. But I just felt that she's got a weird loyalty, and it's like Taya, shut your mouth. They are right what they mm. were saying to her. So yeah, just just a little nitpick with her, Dave. I've seen over the last four weeks. Yeah, I I think you can still be there for your friend, can't you? You know, if she's upset, she clearly was upset. I think you can still be there for them without validating that what they did was perfectly fine i I think that's the mistake or not the mistake but that's the thing that doesn't paint her in the best light i don't think you know it's just go on i've got a game right you know i've been crying sorry to cut across you you know i've been crying out this week when morag turns on that crying now are you willing to take up the challenge to do a morag impression dave uh, no. <laughs> after yours <laughs> yeah because I'm going to do it and you're going to go on. fuck off I'm not doing it but it's she starts talking and then goes into this fake like it's like a cartoon thing so she goes <clears throat> this is going to be terrible I always say that I don't want to do an impression <laughs> yeah, it's not even going to yeah. sound I'm like I'm going to do an impression hold on hold on Oh, that's going to be shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's talking about you know I don't know what's going on because you know Josh Josh and that was, was messaging me and they don't believe me. And he's like, I don't want to and he just starts doing that. That was, te- that was a horrendous day, but that's what she does. Like, it's like Laurel and Hardy. It's like she's Stan Laurel and she pulls this fake crying. <laughs> and she reminds me of a character off Wallace and Gromit when she does that day. She's like a plasticine character. Her expressions are just cartoon like, and I'm like, am I really seeing this? And she keeps doing it at the drop of a hat. And there's no tears, Dave, no tears whatsoever. But it's just like, you are, go on, Dave, because I know you're not going to do it. So go on. I don't even know. (laughs) It's more like um, uh, EastEnders, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to think that. Mine was terrible as well. Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) It was a year ago. Another fuss is about. It's just like, oh, she's fucking unbelievable. Anyway, Dave, what I, I do, I do want to come back to Morag. I've got a bit more to say about her. Oh, on, I'm then. Sure. No, no. I mean, I, I let's get, well, let's get into the homestays then. I, unless you've got, oh, I'm no. Fine. Let me come back me. to that. Frankie and Marilise. Oh my god, Dave. So we've talked about Frankie, right? And he's had this clearly this simmering rage just below the surface all the time. Now, I thought last week when they were going on about how many people have you slept with and, you know, he was being very coy, wasn't he? He was like, and he was speaking to the camera and saying, well, you know, it should be divided by the length of years you've been on the planet, you know, so if you did that, I'd be well below those others. And he's like, dirty fuckers. And I thought, all right, that's a bit, bit of actual humor. Cause I think Frankie thinks he's a lot funnier than he actually is. Um, <laughs> but I have to be yeah. careful what I say. He'll probably fucking appear at my front door, won't he? <laughs> what are you saying, surprised. David? What are I you would saying? not be surprised. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when he gets, you know, the right letters to the other couples. And fuck me, there was no holding back at all, was there? No. I mean, that was how the whole Bob and Megan thing uh, sort of started off. But when he's reading it, he's like, oh, fucking who wrote this? You fucking snidey fuckers. Like, and I was like, 
oh, fuck, this is not going to go well. And he's getting more and more agitated and he keeps stopping to read to discredit it. And then eventually, like, basically tells Marilise, don't talk over me when I'm talking. And I was like, oh, fucking hell. So what do you reckon to that whole interaction, Chris? Oh, Dave, it it was unbelievable. And Marilise pulled him up. Paul and the others were like, hang on a minute. What the, you know, the... She's pulled him and she was like, give me a minute. She was not having that. And I, and look, he was out of order. What an absolute dickhead, Dave. And he is, honestly, he's literally on the verge of going John Rambo and everybody this fucker. He's trying his hardest to be nice. And I'm not saying he's he's a bad person, but he's too wrapped up in himself, his world, his, his training and everything. He's not going to come back from Dubai. And, he, and it was a disgrace the way he spoke to her again. Him and... Josh were fucking awful after where they spoke to the partners. And Marilise, fair play to her, Dave. She pulled him. He kept apologising. They were saying about his body language. He was turning his head, putting his hand over his face. Paul said it because he's ashamed of what he's just done. He's trying to make mm-hmm. it into a joke. I think they nailed him to the cross. I do think with Frankie, he is the most obvious one to sort of break down because he doesn't hide anything, does he? What you see... Is what you get. He's a terrible actor. He's a terrible actor. He's a fucking male chauvinist. And I tell you what, is more of acting, Dave. The way he's trying to fucking get keep that sweep over he's got. That just needs shaving off. (laughs) He's fucking hanging on for that with dear life. But I don't know. He's just there's something really off with this guy, and I don't like him at all. No, and and it it is for me. It's just that he is a very angry man, and he's trying to keep a lid on it. He's doing. De- he's working desperately hard to try and come off like this nice guy, trying to pass off these snidey little comments as like, "Oh, I'm just joking around," and he's not. And I, I couldn't see. Well, I'm I'm surprised that it took Marilise that long to see it, but also she seems to have gotten over it pretty quickly as well. So you know, I don't. I, I can't work those out. He doesn't. For me, in the later episodes with the homestays and stuff, he he didn't come off terribly, and you know he did seem to, you know he doesn't he doesn't do things a hundred percent bad. Yeah, but I do feel like most of that is an act, and I think yeah. I I can't really work him out either. I I just think that there is this anger inside him, and it's not really that hard to scratch away at the surface and see it so yeah I, I i just don't see anything with them too no i don't i don't at all i think we're in complete sync with that dave so dave we're going to the homestays and i wanted to talk because we haven't mentioned them so far dan and matt so they go and see dan's parents and uh, matt's parents sorry dan's the younger one isn't he uh, from northern Ireland. so they go and see matt's parents and it's like you know, I think, you know, he loves the outdoors. They go to his house. Danny's not interested at all. And he says about the concrete jungle and all that. And Matt's trying his hardest. And his mum and dad, his mum's just got no poker face at all. Oh, what about us? And you know what? Stuff like that. I fucking me. hated that, Chris. I hate that. I hate that. Yeah. You know, that guilt trip. Because I've had it in my family. I still get it in my family. Luckily, not my parents. And a wise man once said, Dave, and I've said, told you this quote, and this is how I live by, you owe your children everything, you owe your parents nothing. Because they brought you in the world, Dave, and I live by that. I'll always do anything for anybody, but my daughter gets everything. My parents, eh, you know. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, it, it, that's probably the wrong type of analogy, but it's true. Your kids always come first. And when she said that, I was like, wow, just guilt trip your son who's obviously yeah. happy. I just, I hate stuff like that. I, I was bang out of order. She got a big minus point for me there. It, what did she say? Oh, don't cut us out. Your son's just talking about hypothetically moving to Northern Ireland. It's still part of the fucking UK, but he's obviously, you know, he's very close to his family. I get that. But it's, it was almost like, well, what about us? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you move away and follow your dreams kind of thing. I, I'm not joking, Chris. Fair play to anyone who lives in Leeds and likes Leeds. But fuck me, when you compared them back to back, oh. like he's sat, he's sat in a little terrace house back garden thing, and he's saying, well, this is a lovely village. <laughs> and then it goes to the fucking beaches of Northern Ireland. I'm like, who fucking would choose 
Leeds over living by the fucking sea like that. I just don't get it. I don't. He was obviously, look, he's probably lived there all his life. He loves it. He's very close to his family, very close to his circle of friends there. I kind of get that, but I I just obviously wired slightly differently because when when they showed those views at the beach, I was just like, yeah, there's no fucking contest. I'm there. Yeah, and, and you know what? My granddad's from Belfast. He come over to England when he was 16. He still lives here. He's 84 next month. Proper Northern Ireland accent. I've never been. I've been to Dublin. I've been to Southern Ireland. I've never been to Northern Ireland because when I grew up, the stories I got from my granddad and that, it was a really, you know, it's a hard place to live, Dave. A real mm, hard, yeah, for, yeah. for obvious reasons. We won't go down that route. But I never thought, and obviously it's an island, you know, the whole of Ireland, Southern Ireland's beautiful place. Chris here, at 42 years old, has never correlated that it's an island. You know, I went to the Isle of Wight a few, about six weeks ago, Fell in love with the place. It's one of the nicest places I've ever been there. Absolutely loved it. There was beaches coming out of your ears. It was unbelievable. I know it's dependent on the weather in the UK, but we had a great week. It was so, so picturesque. And I didn't even correlate Northern Ireland. And as soon as they did that hand, Dave, it looked like the Isle of Wight. I was like, you're an idiot, Matt, if you don't go. As soon as I got off that plane, I'd be ringing a removal firm going, get me fucking keys off my mum and dad Pickford and bring it over now because... It looked stunning. And I know it's work and, and places like that probably are a bit touristy, but there will be work that it just looked amazing. And I was like, fuck your mum off. That's probably why Matt has never had a, girl, uh, a girlfriend. I'm <laughs> 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 tempted to leave it. In, to I am. Fucking all oh, right, forget it anyway. Right, so that's why Matt has never had a boyfriend, Dave, because she his mother has pulled him and she's made him feel guilty and she's pulled at the strings. We don't know the context, he's 39 years old, but I'm pretty sure, Dave, that she's been there in the background with this fucking woe is me thing, you know. Oh, well, you can't leave little old me, you know. How am I ever gonna? Cope without my son, you know, and, and I just think he's got to grow a set and fucking move there because if it is a serious relationship and they look really good together, this great chemistry, do it for two months. If you don't like it, you move home. What what have you got to lose? Nothing. So so I'm I'm all for them. I hope they make it, Dave, because I think potentially Matt could have a great life with Dan. I, I do agree. I just think I up until that episode. I was convinced that that they could actually make it. I was a bit skeptical at first with the age gap, and I just thought, well, I'm I'm not really sure they can make that work. But they do seem to be, you know, really compatible. But the whole living situation after seeing the homestays, I'm not convinced now. I think it's a hard enough decision anyway. The mum just guilt tripped him and made it harder, and I just think that's going to be too much for them to get over. And I think it's completely unfair. Of course, you, you've got to be grateful to your parents. You know, they brought you into the world. They looked after you, you know, in the first vulnerable years of your life. You've got to be grateful. But you can't just be tied to the fucking apron strings for the whole rest of your life. It is your life, and you need to be a bit selfish about that. And I, I think he's going to make the wrong decision. I think he's going to stick around Leeds. And, you know, good luck to him. But... For me, it's a bit sad that he's he's going to throw away what looks to be a, like a really good relationship in terms of chemistry and everything. Yeah, and I do, and and it's going to hold him back if he keeps doing this. And look, he's got he looks like he's got a good life. He's going to take that tribute band. He's got a good job in that, Dave. Yeah, you've got to make that choice. Like say what, what, you don't have to sell his house if he owns that house. Rent it out for six months, whatever. That's it. It's it's not. It's the be all and end all. Look, I'm taking at face value that all this is fucking, you know, real, Dave. But, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see on that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's interesting. So, Dave, let's talk about Amy and Josh. So. Oh, my word. <laughs> now, Amy said, to be fair, I have got it on me. I have just wanted, she was very spoilt bratty. She's moaning about the decor of this free rented house they're in, Dave, for the show. 
and she's giving it aggro. But I did think Josh was winding her up, Dave. I can see because I've sort of done that with Sam and not, not <laughs> to the extent, but you know, that sort of like, oh, you've put that in the wrong place or this is, you know, like if, if we're in a bit, having a bit of a dust up and there's a bit of friction, I can it has been known for Chris to be a bit of a smart ass, Dave. I know that may shock you. So I was watching Josh going, he is gaslighting her. However, her reaction, Dave, was fucking TV gold. It was fucking spoiled brat isn't even in it. I loved it. I loved that interaction because I was like, oh, there's going to be a proper kickoff here. I was thinking to Josh, don't have any sharp objects around because she's going to go for yeah. you here, mate. Because he he's going, like playing the victim, going, I don't know what's up with her. And I'm like, you're winding her up, mate. She's not happy she's with you. She knows it's for the show, but she's got to stay with you. She's another wannabe. You're another wannabe. It's just part of the show. And she definitely has a really, really short fuse. She does. And I think the problem is she's just, like I say, I, th- I think the fucking matchmakers here have just screwed her over, really. I mean, she knows in her heart of hearts, she knows this isn't right. All right. He's a good shag, clearly. But she wants more than that. So yeah. the fact that she's trying to, and when attacked, you know, so when the other couples call her, call them out and say, yeah, yeah, not very good couple. And she's like, no, no, well, just because we're not all lovey-dovey. And she was firing out a few barbs at everyone else, wasn't she, you know, about how they kind of act with their relationships. And Taya took a little bit of offense to that. But yeah, she's just, she's got a really short fuse. But again, she, I think she's got that knowledge in herself she knows this isn't going to work but she's still clinging on there she's still trying to make it work and they just clearly wind each other up but again i think she came off pretty horribly i mean i i've not been a fan of amy for a few weeks now i just think she comes off quite horribly really fake and fucking that whole thing last week oh let's get rid of this negative energy it's like what is that voice what the fuck are you doing there (laughs) and um it's the same again it's like oh it's it's just tooth this wood too much wood and it's so 2000 it's like get your head out of your fucking ass (laughs) just just found a you know, pretty horrible. She was rivaling Morag, I thought. Um, and yeah, just clearly incompatible. He doesn't give a fuck about her. Um, and, and like I say, she knows it's not going to work, but he's desperately trying to cling on to something that isn't there. I just think, um, I, I don't find them quite as entertaining when they're winding each other up. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that they vote both kind of said about staying and sticking it out. And I can only assume that's for camera time. Yeah, I'm with you. 100%. I think you're on the money, Dave. I think the entertaining couples were, Taya goes into Adams and just basically says, your house is shit. I'll move to Doncaster, but you're going to have to spend about 10 grand to keep me happy. I was quite surprised by that because me and Sam were sat there. And obviously you yourself, Dave, we all have houses. You know how much it costs to build, decorate, you know, change stuff. Has he got an infinite amount of fucking cash that he can do all these renovations that she wants? I was like, you ungrateful fucker. That's the, I did think Taya at that point come across really badly. I was like, oh, you're going to be a princess, aren't you? He's going to have to provide for you and everything. I was like, no, 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 that doesn't work. Yeah. Up until that point, Chris, I was thinking Taya and Adam are the only couple who I could see actually working here. They seem to yes. be really into each other. All right, it might make other couples sick and they're a little bit jealous and they're like, oh, they're just putting it on. I don't think they are. I do think they're genuinely into each other. But the way Taya came in, like a fucking control freak and perfectionist, oh, I don't like that light. Uh, you need to get rid of this, that, and the other. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> actually, yeah. you know what? I, that has got a limited lifetime, that. You cannot come in. I know she's all guns fucking blazing, you know, in terms of she wants to accelerate this. She wants to get to the point, you know, they, they're kind of married, but they want to cement that relationship. They want to go ahead and have babies and everything. And he seems to be fairly on the same page with that, but she's straight into fucking nesting, Chris. She's yeah. getting ready for that. And it's like, all right, wind your neck in here. And you know what? I think... Taya's mum doesn't come off that well. I didn't realise where they were. Well, in Garden City, it's not too far from me. It's about 30 miles from me. 
she comes off quite badly, I think, on TV. Comes out all like fucking with a dose of realism. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, look, this is fake reality TV. Go away. But you know what? She's she's a bit fucking right as well. Um, they are just they're clearly really into each other right now, but it has still only been five weeks. And I just think, unfortunately, because of what ha- what has happened with Taylor in the past, I do think she is mentally accelerating away in the distance. And I think Adam is sort of keeping up with her, but I, I think she's <laughs> he can probably go like the 1,500 meters and, and she's off. She's in there for the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> just think, I, I did see some potential pain points there. And I tell you what, Chris, if someone came in and, and started to do that to my house, it wouldn't last that long. No, no. It, it, you know, <laughs> I, it, There's a way of doing it, isn't there? Yeah. There's like, hmm, do you like that light? Or, well, probably not even that. It's a bit much. But it's like, you know, be a bit tactful with this stuff. Don't come in there like Lawrence Bowen Ellen and fucking start redecorating his whole house that looked quite good to me, Chris, for a bloke living on his own. Could be a lot worse, couldn't it? Exactly. And the one room he did stand his ground on, Dave, was the gaming room. And as a gamer, it doesn't happen, people. You do not say (laughs) to a guy, you've got to sell all your stuff, Dave. It doesn't work like that. But, yeah, yeah let's see. Room. This is fucking let's... wanking room. How <laughs> <laughs> fucking dare you, Dave? That, now, Dave, that's like a dagger through my heart. Thinking. <laughs> no, but it's true. You're right. It's like you, you, you can't do that. You just cannot fucking do stuff like that. But, but we'll see. We'll see. And I think for once, I thought a mum come across really well. I thought a mum, towards the end of the conversation, she was sort of like, all right, fair enough. You know what I mean? You, you, you're into each other. Mm. I, I'm happy to sit here. My door will be open when you ultimately come back to you when he hasn't fucking redecorated his whole property for you. But I'm there, so so <laughs> I can live with that. I can honestly. I'll, I'll take the uh, I'll take the the loss on that one. But Dave, Frankie and my release. So he's got his cap on backwards. He's got the old wife beater vest on, Dave. <laughs> He's fucking 64 if he's any fuck if he's any fucking younger I will eat my hat 47 my bollocks there's no way he's 5 years older than me and there's no way he's 5 years younger than you Dave so there's not a fucking fuck off <laughs> <laughs> took me a minute to get I know he did I was waiting for the you wanker no but he's a couple of years older than you Dave you look so much better than him you know what I mean it's oh, like thank you <laughs> no, no, I'm being honest. And I know we, we can all have an hard paper round, you know. I probably look older than you these days, Dave, but he's like, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's I reckon crazy. he's been out in that fucking Dubai sun for the last 20 years. God, he's just shriveled <laughs> up and he's turning into Madjoff Benedorm, but he, he's just one of them where he, he's just not sincere. And when he met a friends, he's like talking utter shit. You can see. It's not organic. It's not natural. He's trying his hardest not to trip himself up. That's all he's doing. He's just literally going, fuck, what do I not say? What do I not say? And and that's all that's going on there. It's really bizarre. And she's a fool if she takes him in, Dave. I mean, for him as well, I think, I think he's got issues. And I think, you know, he's in Dubai. Let him stay in Dubai and do what he's doing. He's got a successful business from far as we can see. I just don't understand why you would give that up to come back and live in England again. I just don't get it. And I'd have to think, you know, with him doing his strength and conduct or basically being a PT across in Dubai, he's just surrounded by blokes all the time. And yeah. he's he's been and, and before that he was in the military. So he's just been in such a male-dominated environment. Chris, I think when Marilise's friends came round, I think that was Frankie putting on the charm. <laughs> but it was it was fucking horrendous. I think yeah. he thinks he was like throwing out the gags there. He was being charming and funny. And it was just like fingernails down a chalkboard. It was so uncomfortable to watch. It's just like, oh, fucking. But Marilise to her friends was saying, you know, they said about the whole um, interaction, don't talk while I'm talking kind of thing. She seems to still be into it. Yeah. Yeah, she does. She does. I don't know why. 
I don't I don't get it. Everything I've seen about Frankie, these just red flags everywhere, Dave. Everywhere. Yeah. However, look, who the fuck am I to judge on that? He might be the loveliest guy off camera. It could be a camera thing, but everyone I speak to is like <laughs> you don't believe oh, that. I don't for one minute, but I'm just trying to cut him a little bit. It's like I'm trying to be, you know, trying to be a bit compassionate towards the guy. But everyone I speak to, I've not heard one person in my social circle who watched this, even when we've, we've both been on the radio and that, Michelle said, like, they're somewhat off about him. And there is just something so yeah. strange about him. I don't know what it is, but look, if it works and they're married and everything, at the end of the day, you can see through that relationship when his mum turned around and went, well, maybe I can finally get a kid. And I'm thinking, fucking no chance. No chance, love. I, right. I don't want to be unkind here, but how old is Marilise? She's got an on a Allegedly 36, Dave. Oh, right. Okay. So I guess technically she could. Um yeah, I'm not sure 40s. I'm having that. No, she could into her forties, <laughs> Dave, but um yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'd say, Chris, they did very much appreciate Marilise's dress. I thought it was very nice. <laughs> That's a rabbit hole I'm not going down to, Dave. That's all I'm saying. Been noted, Dave. I think, um, you know what made me laugh, actually, with Frankie's mum? It was just so unnatural. And and like I say, all, all this reality stuff, it's like, right, Love Island, can you all sit around this pool in an L shape so we can get a good camera shot kind of thing? Right, okay, have this very natural conversation. We always poke fun at that, don't we? But when they walked around the corner and the mum's just sat there on her own, <laughs> it's just, I, I couldn't help but be taken out of the scene and just think of all the camera people sat there and, you know, filming this. It's just, just act natural. Because <laughs> it just looked so unnatural the way she was sat there, and then they walked around the corner. But um, yeah, she she seemed genuinely happy again. A little bit like um, Matt's parents. I don't think she was as bothered about the relationship, and more bothered that he decided to come back home. So uh, yeah, let's see. I, I just don't see a future for them. Um, no. You know, we, we could ask her, couldn't we? We could do that old uh, thing you see on, like, Facebook where you could dial them up. Old school, Dave. <laughs> old school. And we're going into the last week. I mean, it's been a great week, and I'm all on for Married at First Sight, Dave. The Aussie one can't come quick enough for me. Absolutely loved it. I've loved everything. Before we get into, like, thinking about what the next series is, Chris, what, what do you reckon to Morag and Luke's homestays? Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. So, so I'm a bit concerned about Luke's mum. She may be being a bit protective, but has she held him back as well? It, it, it might be because of the stuff he's been through that she is, because he did say. Surely she's just back. got eyes. Anyone can see that Morag does not give a fuck oh, about Luke. No. He, his head <laughs> so far up his own arse. He's another one. He's so desperate for this to work. He forgot to put his cock ring away. <laughs> No, no, he's <laughs> cock ring. No, yeah. Uh, it was a joke that last year. Of course he was. We just watched, yeah. we just watched Austin Powers, haven't we? Where it's yeah. like uh, one Swedish penis enlarger. It's not mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got your initials on it. It's still not yeah. mine. But, but you're right. It's like he's a very troubled soul, right, Luke? I think he's a good guy. I think when he was talking to her friends, it was. I literally was at the screen when I was watching it going, please shut the fuck up because you're oh, talking no. to her friends. They know you're not right for you. They know that Morag don't like you. Morag, he's also sat there blinking away uncontrollably, drinking more and more Prosecco, Dave, because she's like, fuck me. She's not a nice person. I don't like her mm -hmm. at all. She's an absolute wannabe. And Dave, at the end of the day, and you said this uh, to me before we came on air, but her mum, even knows this. That's where you've got to, you've got to know she's a diva. She's a princess who's just been brought up to never been told no. She's just a very bizarre girl. She is. And I think I, I, I was like you, I was looking through my fingers at the screen. I'm like, Luke, please just be quiert because he, he's going in or all out rather. 
defending their relationship and how you know they're not each other's types and you know but how into each other they are and more it's just like oh fuck what do i say her friends are obviously on the same page but you can see, I, I, with her mum, you can clearly see Morag was a daddy's girl, wasn't she? Yeah. You know, he wasn't he a, a DJ in Ibiza or something? You know he's out banging a different girl every night, you know? And then probably when uh, when the daughter was with him, when Morag was with him, you know, he couldn't do enough. He was spoiling her and everything. And it, it was a great lifestyle. You, you're out there in the sun. But I think her mum is more grounded and can see life for what it is. And I thought it was really um, telling what that interaction was between her mum and Luke, where she was basically saying, like, you're the sort of person that I really want for Morag. But you could tell there was almost a sorrow in it. It's like, but I know she's not going to go for you because she prefers to go for blokes who treat her like shit and she kind of likes it. And she's picked up some of those things from her dad. She thinks, you know, that's how you treat women. That's how, uh, you know, you deserve to be treated. I, I, You know, without getting into amateur psychology, I genuinely think that is it. And I thought her, uh, her mum was the star of the show. Um, and I just hope, mind you, we've seen the previews for next week, haven't we? So I, I, I was hoping that Luke finally recognises what's going on here and just ditches her. You know, and, and she won't, she, she won't care. She, she'll just feel happy that she hasn't had to do it herself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with that. I'm completely with that. Was there anything else you picked up on, David, and then the home stays? Um, no, I, th- I think that's it. I think um, just finishing off with uh, Luke and Morag, the whole thing, I, I felt genuinely bad when he was saying, when Luke was saying to his parents about how he doesn't want kids anymore. Yeah. And it was like, oh, fucking hell, again, you just you just can't see it, can you? <laughs> you know, he, he's just going along with this. And he's saying about, oh, this is what I wanted. <laughs> you know, him and Morag. I'm like, fucking hell, your last relationship must have been really bad. This is like something that you're clinging on to and, uh, you're thinking this is great, so you want to give up your dreams. That was why you got into this whole experiment. So I just kind of hope that, you know, he does come out of this. I, I hope they don't prolong it anymore, to be honest. They take the first, whenever that next opportunity is to stay or leave, that he actually takes the decision to leave. Yeah. I think Morag is, you know, it's definitely in it for the fame, isn't she? She she wants to stick it out for some extra screen time. She's not into him at all. Um, and, and just, I, I hope he goes on to find someone who actually just likes him for him. You know, he's not constantly having to defend himself and, and all the things about him. And, you know, he's, he's ultimately, he didn't come into this feeling the best about himself again. These matchmakers, Chris, I fucking see you next Tuesdays. I'm sure they... And in fact, you know, Luke had a, a chat with the one guy, didn't he? And I, I didn't appreciate what the matchmaker was saying to him because he was almost saying like... He was saying to Luke that you're everything that Morag asked for. And so we thought you'd be really good for her. And I'm like, all the shit that you're saying there you're talking about Morag and all the things that Luke can offer Morag. Fucking consider Luke in this equation as well. Consider the fucking impact that this is having on him and how he feels about himself. It's not just about how fucking Morag is feeling. So, yeah, I, I didn't appreciate his feedback there. And I thought he just, you know, he gave... Luke a pep talk so you know they'd spent the night apart and then he goes straight back into the lion's den and it's like oh let's you know and again he goes back and he he's saying how he feels and Morag's almost flipping it round on him and he's saying well she's saying to him well you should have said that that's how you felt at the time you could see how she was behaving and she's behaving like that kind of involuntarily because she she doesn't know where to put herself. You know, you've got Luke singing 
their praises as a couple and her mate's just not buying it and she's slowly getting sloshed on Prosecco. So. <laughs> but, you know, flipping it around on Luke again, um, very distasteful, Chris. Dave, I've got breaking news actually to tell you about something I've just found today. When I went shopping, I we are going to a social event, me and Samantha, and I'm driving, Dave. You know, you know me, years gone by, I would never drink anyway. Would I be driving when we was in the band? I never drunk, obviously, always driving for obvious reasons. But I found Dave in Aldi, £2.49 for Zecco with a V. <laughs> Non-alcoholic Prosecco. Now, this could be the dream that I've been looking for, Dave. Now, I'm going to test the full bottle out tonight, and I will report back on the next show, but £2.49 for fake Prosecco, Dave. Without the hangover, <laughs> this is what dreams are made of. So let me see if it tastes like fucking horse piss, Dave, or whether it's actually going to be nice. I, mean, I probably think it's going to be like horse piss, but there you go. <laughs> you know when... Um... Oh, this must have been late-ish 90s, Chris. And Aldi was, there were hardly any Aldis around, but there was one up in Preston. And you could get a £2 bottle of red wine. £2, so what's that, $3? And um, they also, I don't think this was Aldi. I think this was like Morrison's or something. I found this like, uh, it, it was literally called French beer. It was a white label, and then it just had on black writing, French beer. <laughs> that was it. That was the label. <laughs> and that was really cheap as well. I was like, yep, I'm having that. <laughs> oh, Dave. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. The things you do when you've got no money. But, um, That's the one that I've yeah, got money now, Dave. £2.49. <laughs> it was a steal. Sam's on the nice. real stuff, Dave, but I am not, unfortunately. But there you go. Anyway, Dave, big thank you to our patrons as always. Thanks for supporting us, guys. We really, really appreciate it. Patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. And if you want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast, if you want to email us, CD Reality Cast at gmail.com. And this has been amazing. We don't know what we're going to do next. We have had a few people ask for the challenge on MTV, Dave. I've seen that on the social media. However, <laughs> You know, I need to catch up with the circle as well. So that's on it's Netflix, on, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It? I've not watched it myself yet. Don't know whether we'll cover it, but I mean, the obvious one is Maths Australia, isn't it? Yeah, well, I was going to say, Dave. Like, yeah. Got, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be like a bit diplomatic with, I'm not sure really. Hint, hint what we're going to be doing, Dave. But I, if, I think the Aussie one might hit a bit better than uh, what we're seeing on this one. And this has been great. Yeah, I, I, like I said, with, with last year, um, it, it was clear this was something a little bit different. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, it's the dinner parties. It's the interactions between the couples that uh, really make this show. And and I do think, I've seen some people say, oh, I'm going to go back to series one. Honestly, we, I would work your way backwards through the seasons. I wouldn't go back to the start because... At the start, there's no interactions really between the couples from what I remember. And then they start introducing a few more interactions. You know, they'll meet up and say, oh, how's it going? But they don't, I, I don't remember them meeting up as couples. I just remember, I, th I think it was UK season one and they were, um, uh, it wasn't going well, but this was filmed over months and months. And then the, the, lady in the relationship was like right i'm gonna have one final go at making this work and so they'd agreed to meet up at this pub and while she was waiting there with the cameras and everything a mate text it text her sorry saying i've just matched your husband on tinder <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh for fuck's sake so yeah the earlier seasons the uk ones are not good uh or, or not the same you know ingredients as what we've got here so Definitely work your way backwards, and they're all on Channel 4 now, aren't they, the Australian yeah. ones? So, yeah, yeah all definitely go with those. Oh, good stuff, Dave. So, roll call of honour just before we go. So, we've got Ken, Lucky Lulu Green, Lauren, Haley, Hennessy, Susan, Priscilla, Ed, Hannah, Dee Dee, Katie, Libby, Helen, Joanna, Zoe, Amy, Claire, Noreen, Jacqueline, Brianna, Charlie, Helen, and Lucy. So, thank you so much, guys, as always, for supporting us, and everyone who supported us, 
on Patreon or all our social media channels. We really, really appreciate everything you've done for us over these last couple of years. Really, really good here. And get over to Facebook, Chris and Day's Reality TV Cast, guys. Well, it will uh, approve you. We've had a few more members this week. It's been great and loads of good people on there chatting about all the stuff we love. So really, really good. So, Dave, I'm going to go off and drink my Volseco, my friend, and I will report back <laughs> if it is like absolute piss, but we'll see. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll speak to you again same time next week. Bye. Bye.